Welcome to this episode of The Upload from Control Up. I'm Jeff Johnson, and I'm here with my esteemed colleague, Eugenia. How are you doing, Eugenia? Oh, just peachy. How are you? Doing great. What are we talking about today? Only the coolest thing ever. We're going to talk about scripts. Yeah. Whoa. Scripts is cool? Uh, Scripts are super cool. I mean, it depends on what you do with them, but you can do damn near anything. Right on. And who do we have as our special guest? Well, we have the script wizard himself, uh, Trenton Tai. Hello, Trenton. Hi, thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks yeah, for having thanks me. Thanks for joining us. Is he script Jeez. wizard or script kitty? <laughs> what do you want to be, Trenton? <laughs> it, it depends who I'm standing next to. <laughs> that is, that's fair. <laughs> if I'm standing next to like, uh, you know, the esteemed guy Leech or someone like that, I'm definitely a kitty. But if I'm standing next to my daughter, I'm definitely a script wizard. Mm-hmm. So be- before we get into this, like, let's go, let's go like really high level, then we'll start going down. And when I, when I think of scripts, right, you know, I think of all the you know, scripting got really popular, I think, like in the year 2000, you know, and, and they were just like, you know, VBS scripting language kind of came out with Windows. Always, obviously, this scripting has been really popular uh, with Linux and things like that. But I think of scripts, when I think of scripts, I don't think enterprise. I don't think you know, I think of just scripts. And so when did scripts become enterprise and what's the difference between scripts and management actions? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, you know, you're absolutely right. Scripts started way, way back when, and like Linux has had them for forever or Unix or Unix-based operating systems. Microsoft had the batch scripting language. Then, like you said, VBS was kind of like their first scripting language for the enterprise, maybe. And then obviously with PowerShell, that kind of changed the game um, along with C Sharp to be able to actually do like really, really complex, cool stuff in in your scripting environment. So I would say like around PowerShell is probably when scripting kind of changed from this kind of niche thing to this big, big thing, at least on the Windows side. so like when, when we talk about scripting and control up, you kind of touched on the ability to expand uh, control up control. up. One of the things that I fell in love with is its extensibility. So one of the advantages of scripting is it's essentially rapid development, right? You can do some really cool, crazy stuff in a really short amount of time uh, because you can rapidly develop this stuff in scripts. And so with control up, we, we've taken that capability and we've actually integrated it into the control up console where you can pass parameters from the columns that we have into the scripts. And so this gives your scripts context as to the information that they're doing. Um, so with that, you can you can do almost anything, which is pretty phenomenal. Like some examples of the integration is just even things like being able to open um, the virtual machine consoles themselves. So you can see what's on their screen Um we can do that with any hypervisor from within control up just by extending the capability of it using scripts. So the, the powerful, the power for it is pretty phenomenal. And I think when you consider it in the regards of being able to rapidly develop new solutions and new features for control up scripts are are the feature to talk about. So so is management actions, just marketing crap. (laughs) <laughs> uh, can i say that <laughs> yes yes and no so i mean like it, it it's not because there are functions within the product that leverage things within it so for instance we can leverage like the credential store uh that you use to set up your hypervisor connection 
And we leverage that to do management actions like power off and power on or force reset virtual machines. So we, we don't have that capability within scripts yet. We don't have access to some of these internal um, things within control up. So we, we require things like, uh, you know, prompting for credentials. So it's not quite as seamless. So management actions set definitely do have their place um, within control up, but uh, it's more, I, I kind of view them as, as, as add-ons uh, and just kind of checkbox items as opposed to like, you know, map these really integrated features. I mean, they are integrated, but they're, they're kind of just simple. Right. And they, they check the check boxes. Well, so this kind of leads into the next topic a bit of how, because there are different ways that you can utilize these scripts. And one of them is from the, the management action little menu there. So when you right click on a machine or you right click on anything, you get that management actions little, you know, menu that pops up. And there's a number of the things that you just talked about, like, you know, log off machines, uh, you know, get screenshot, all that kind of cool stuff. But then at the bottom, there's the script action section. So you can manually run whatever script you want uh, from that view. Or, and then there's the other ways where you can run the scripts where you can have them run automatically. So there's manually or there's automatically, right? So there's like the automate actions and all that. Yeah. And you add on like some incredibly important stuff there. So with control up and us being able to pass on parameters uh, to scripts to be able to do stuff, what we can do is we can tie in our triggers feature, kind of what you touched on Eugenia, where you can set a series of conditions, like is the user in a disconnected state? And if they are, then we can run a script to do some kind of action. Um, and then the nice thing about scripts too, is they're completely open source. So you can review them and make sure that it's not doing anything crazy, or you can even add on to them and add more functionality to them. So when it comes to triggers and this disconnected state, we actually have some script actions to automatically reduce the resource consumption of a user who's in a disconnected state. Because when you're in a disconnected state, it's not um, they're not being productive unless they're running something in the background. And what we can do is we've actually got our script actions that run on these uh, objects in these states to have a series of con of uh, you know parameters on them. So if we wanted to exclude certain processes from being having their resources manipulated, we can, or you can as a customer, I should say. And again, that's just highlighting the the capabilities of the script actions and tying it to automation within Control Up that you have this capability. It's really really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on there, you know, some we have some of the out of the box scripts, and there's a community script library, and how you know you can take things that exist already and customize them however you need. Can you submit your own scripts as well? Like if I'm, you know, Joe Bob's fishing blog, and I I have I wrote a script that's really <laughs> cool, and I I think that others would benefit from it. Can I submit that somehow and become part of this you know community? Absolutely, of course you can. So it's one of the biggest features and strengths of control up is this community script actions that we have. So within control up, you write your script, you define your parameters that you want to be passed into it. They can either be user input parameters or parameters from uh, the columns that we have within control up. And once you've done that and you've written your script and you've you know given it a test, there's an option to submit it to the community. And if you check that little checkbox and submit it to the community, um, essentially what happens is we get like a little notification that happens in the back end in control up. Uh, and we can review the script for, you know, removing any like server names or specific information that you might have put in there uh, incidentally. Uh, so we can look and see, you know, is this script good enough that like it can be used in multiple organizations or is it organization specific using organization specific 
you know, features or locations of servers and stuff like that. And if it is, then obviously we won't publish it out. But if, if we do see some value in it and it needs to be cleaned up or customized, we'll reach back out to you and see if this is something that you're willing to do. And if not, um, we'll take it to our script action team where we actually have a group of people writing these script actions for us in addition to these community submissions. And we can say, hey, here's a great idea here. Can can we get this cleaned up and can we get this submitted out there? So we do that as well. And that's the process that uh, people go through. So we, we've got submissions from, um, you know, I think a, a few hundred people. And I think our community library is over 400 odd scripts now. So we definitely have a lot of scripts from a lot of people have been submitted through here. I know when I was first learning control up and I, I was have my demo environment and I had a Windows Server update server in my environment and I wanted all my clients to check for an update. So I just did a little Google search. I probably did a Bing search, Eugenia, but I probably just <laughs> I probably did a search <laughs> and uh, I found a script that someone wrote on how to have a client, you know, check for an update. And I'm like, well, that's cool. And I just copy and paste that. And then I put it into control up. I literally with no training, I put it to control up and I, and then I said, all like 20 of my machines run this thing right now. I just highlighted the 20. And I said, run this script and poof, they just, just, just did it. It was, it blew my mind actually how easy yeah. that was. Yeah. And you know, okay, this, this actually, you know, highlights an important thing for anyone who's like, oh my gosh, that's so much power. I don't, I shouldn't be giving that kind of power to people. We have really great security policy control. So you can say, no, you know, this people in this user group cannot create script actions, or you can say that uh, specific users in specific folders even can yeah. only run this particular script action. So there is super granular control because yeah, this is a that's ton smart. of power and it's super easy to use this power. Uh, so we do allow, you know, the admins to kind of make sure that power is reined in appropriately. Trenton, I think you were starting to say something and I totally cut you off because I got really excited about the security <laughs> I, I get really excited about things sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no worries. The security policy, I could talk about that feature for days too, because I mm -hmm. uh, the granularity is really impressive. Like Control's yeah. got its folders feature on the left. What, what we used to do at AHS is we would give control up to the application teams that were managing different applications on our Citrix servers, and we had them all siloed out in logical folder structure. So we could say that this team only has access to view the Citrix servers in these folders, and they couldn't touch anyone else's which is great because they wanted the capability of logging off sessions, like sessions that had been stuck or an application crash. They wanted to be able to do that themselves as opposed to creating a ticket, waiting for that ticket to get assigned to someone, someone actually picking up the ticket and then actually doing the work. It, it was taking too long. So we gave them that power and it was great. But what I wanted to talk touch on too was um, when Jeff was talking about running it across 20 different servers, yeah. another really powerful feature of Control Up is the output from the scripts uh, control up automatically takes that output and groups it. And this is super important for finding outliers. So if you have, like as an example, mm -hmm. control up has nothing to do with app V or app V packages or listing them or showing them or refreshing them or adding them. But through script actions, it now has all of those capabilities. And so in Jeff's example, you select those 20 machines and you go list all app V packages or list all Windows updates. Yeah, It will take all of the ones that are different and group create different groupings for them. So all the ones that have the same three updates, you get a list of those 10 machines with just the three updates. Um, if different machines have different updates, they show up in different groupings. So it's super easy to see who the outliers are and how to fix it. That's huge. That's huge. And so what, uh, what scripting languages do we support? 
Uh, so we support out of the box. We support VBS um, batch, which is the command prompt, native yeah. command prompt, and PowerShell. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We have a couple of minutes left. Eugenia, what's your last uh, wrap-up summary? One last question to Trent and Mr. Well, one last expert. question. Oh gosh. I mean, there's three, this, we have like three minutes left and I have a question that I know <laughs> he could take a, like a thousand years to answer, um, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. Trenton, what's your, uh, what's your favorite script that, that you use with control up? <laughs> I know it's a loaded question, right? Good yeah, luck. Have fun. Let's uh, see how this goes. It, it helps when you talk about technology because I have, a, I have different favorite scripts for all the different technologies that are out there. Right there, I've got a favorite script for what we do for AppV. It'd be the list AppV packages. Obviously, analyze log on duration is probably the most used script within control. <laughs> well, actually, that, that's not true. It may not be the There's most used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, the session process priority adjustment one might be uh, might be the most used, if only because it gets turned on in automation. Mm-hmm. But the analyze log on duration one, I think, is the one that provides the most value for people. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've spent a lot of time adding new features to it, being able to recognize new technologies. And uh, it's probably probably the best one for sure in terms of a standalone running script action. I happen to call an audible here. I, we might even go a little bit longer than our, oh, our wow. proposed 15 minutes. How does the, the scripts relate to our virtual expert? How do they relate to the virtual expert? Great question. So... What is um, a virtual expert? And then how does it relate? <laughs> Let's yeah. start there. Well, we're all virtual experts, right? No, <laughs> yeah, that's not that's the right. point here. <laughs> I'm virtually here. I'm, <laughs> I'm virtually an expert, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you look like Oliver today. <laughs> that, that's going to be my next title on my next <laughs> webinar. I'm the virtual expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, our virtual expert is a series of like, it's a series of technologies built into the product. And what we can do with the virtual expert is we can define a series of conditions that occur within control up. So essentially kind of like the trigger system where we say, you know, is the CPU above 50%? If the CPU is above 50%, we can show these lists of script actions that we think are going to, you know, provide you some information, whether on what's producing the 50%, what's consuming all that CPU resource or even fixing it. Wait, so, right? you're, so something happened in my environment and now I'm going to start troubleshooting it. And what you're saying is, the control up says, I think you should run this. That's right. It's guided troubleshooting and organization. That is, amazing. Right. I mean, you think about a, you know, a lower level, you know, help desk person, it, it gives them the ability then to fix things like discover uh, and then have a remediation that a higher level person would probably take hours to find and remediate. Is that what you're saying? Yep, that's exactly it. Or produce more information, right? Like uh, if they're a tier one help desk person and so they don't have action or you know permissions to do remediation, um, but they do have permissions to do like information gathering, then if someone has a slow log on, your tier one guy has the capability of running analyze log on duration, then attaching that to the ticket as an example. Wow. 
Yeah, this yep. is one of my favorite features to show to people actually that are to customers that are wanting to roll control out to their help desk team because it yep. is it's a game changer because you can create your own custom ones as well. So you can say, you know, in my environment, we have this very particular issue. And so when this particular thing happens, it's normally an indicator that issue is is also occurring or is going to occur. Run this particular script that I myself wrote. Like you can do that kind of stuff. And it's so you don't have to write all these, you know, internal knowledge based articles and create all these processes and do all this training. Just click the little blue thing and then that would do what be it so says. Cool. If that was automated, though. Well, I mean, it can be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can be. It can There's be. There's a softball for you. Come on. Fun. <laughs> click the buttons. Fun. Yeah. So we can automate scripts yeah. too. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Is that what I hear? Well, automated actions. That's automated. Automated action. actions. Yeah, what? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> we are gonna go past our time, aren't we? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's the last I, one. Yeah, Trenton, I'll I'll let you take this because I could I could go on for forever. <laughs> I can go on with the virtual expert too. You know, one of the capabilities of Control Up that I also fell in love with was how malleable it is, right? You've got the this UI out of the box that we've defined for you as much as possible, but every environment is different. Like every single environment that I've jumped on a customer call for, they all are completely different. So what we can what you can do in your environment is you can actually you kind of touched on Eugenia, modify the rules for the virtual expert. And you can start adding your own scripts or start adding when scripts show up at different times to help guide people through certain troubleshooting scenarios that you find in your environment, right? So if you're constantly logging a user off because you keep finding that when they when an application goes um, haywire and it creates that ghost window over top that says, hey, this application is not responding, we can pick up on that and actually show in the active application window that if it says not responding to terminate that application or something like that, right? So maybe not something you want to do automated because maybe the application will pick up eventually, yeah. but maybe you want that to be shown for help desk. So that way, when they do get the call, you know, it's been sitting there long enough that a help desk person can go and just click on it and just terminate that process without having to go hunting and pecking and stuff like that. They can just see it right in the session. Awesome. So yeah, there's there's use cases for automation and for manual uh, work, and both are very valid. And with everything we can do with the virtual expert, we can do with automation as well if if you needed to. Yeah, I All mean right. a great automation example, you know, so like the pseudo integrations, and I know, I know, I know, Jeff, we've got like three <laughs> seconds left. Um, but so I, I call them pseudo integrations because people mm -hmm. are like, oh, well, do you integrate with? The answer is always yes. If they have an API, yes, we integrate with them. Uh, is there going to be a button that says, you know, like service now in control? Not necessarily. However, we do have like one. The service now integration uh, is one of the most commonly requested ones. We have a whole article that explains how to set up your own custom integration and it uses service now as an example. Um, but that's a great example of an automated one where whenever this thing happens, open up a ServiceNow ticket, open up a Jira ticket, automatically order me a Starbucks coffee because I'm getting stressed. I have a lot of tickets. Yeah, you can do that. Um, you can, you can, I wasn't kidding early on. When I Were said we working on a slap me in anything. the face, a slap me in the face? Action. Yes. Yes. I, there's a robotic arm that I, I, it's in my cart on Amazon. Uh, it's happening. It's going to happen. Uh, uh, wake well, up. You've been idle all right. we're, we're at, we're out of time and the, 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 the train's off the rails here. Um, What's one thing that uh, that you learned today? Uh, one thing I learned today was uh, management actions are a little different than scripts, but they're all kind of the same thing. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Management actions can use some of the internal features of the control of console that script actions can't use yeah. yet. Um, so yeah, they can they can certainly do some more interesting stuff. And then they're, the way that they're organized in the UI is uh, slightly different as well. Um, there's when we talk about the virtual expert, just a little touch on the 
on him again, uh, it is different between what you see in solve and what you see within the console or her. Um, So when you see, when you're in the console, you actually see the little character, but when you're in solve, it's actually like this nice guided blue bar with, you know, an appropriate professional troubleshooting type scenario, but they, they exist in both. Eugenia, what'd you learn today? What did I learn? Oh gosh. I learned that time is but a construct uh, and <laughs> can't contain anyone. Not really. Uh, <laughs> and I learned, I learned also that we're going to need to have more of these script focused uh, yeah. calls. Cause there's a lot, there's so much more. There's, I mean, there are so many different, different scripts for different scenarios, different, like there are entire, you know, you know, angles of use cases here. Like there's this like Citrix shadowing session, shadowing thing that, yeah. you know, Trenton wrote an article, but we could spend an entire, uh, you know, discussion on that and so that's that's what i learned i learned this is bigger than i ever thought it was and i thought it was pretty big <laughs> trenton have, did you learn anything today <laughs> i i every time I, I talk about the features of control up i'm reminded how much i love this product it's, that's awesome <laughs> it's very good well hey that's that's a wrap for today thank you for tuning in and uh next week or in two weeks from now we uh we don't know what we're going to talk about yet, so t- stay tuned. <laughs> and-, and if you have any requests, you know, let us know. We're on the World of EUC Slack community. There's, you know, Twitter's a thing. Uh, you know, you could email us. Email Jeff. us where? Johnson at control.com. What Boom. he said. Yeah, let us know. You know, if you have something you want to talk about or you want to, you know, be talked about, by which I mean if you want to be a guest and we'll talk with you. Yeah, whatever. Let us know. Reach out. We'll talk about you. All right. We'll talk about you with you. Whatever. <laughs> Have a great day. Have a great week. Cheers. All right. Thanks, everyone.